If you enjoy listening to Voices in Cloud, check out David Linthicum's reports on gigaohm.com. They're about data complexity and cloud solutions, addressing many of the topics covered in this podcast series. Hey guys, welcome to GigaOM Voices in Cloud podcast. This is the one place where you will hear from industry thought leaders providing no-nonsense advice on how to succeed with cloud computing, IoT, edge computing, and cognitive computing. I'm Dave Lithica, I'm best-selling author, speaker, executive, and Beatless Geek. And joining me today is my special guest, Avanish, is it Thakur? Yeah, it's a Thakur. Yeah, thank so you. T- t- give, us a, give us a Thakur story. Where, where'd you come from, how you came to working at... Uh, at uh, Rapid Solutions and what you're doing currently. Sure, sure, sure. So uh, at uh, Rapid Value, I'm heading their uh, cloud and uh, digital transformation uh, services. So overall, I have been in the industry for last uh, 20 years. I started my career way back uh, in 1997, uh, developing uh, Y2K solutions for uh, CGI. And uh, if I look back 20 years uh, at the time, my workstation has 16 MB of memory. Now we have at least 8 GB of memory in our mobile. And uh, at uh, Rapid Value, uh, it has been an interesting uh, journey. Uh, so before Rapid Value, I was with uh, CSC, uh, heading their uh, mobility and digital offering. And uh, Rapid Value at the juncture, uh, they were doing a shift in the strategy from being a mobile application development company to moving towards towards uh, driving digital excellence. And uh, that's where I came in, uh, started the practice of digital business consulting, and it has been a good ride. So tell me, tell me about uh, Rapid Value. So how were they founded? What are their kind of core beliefs? What, what, what do they do in the industry? And, um, and, and, and a typical, you know, uh, typical client you guys would have in the industry? Sure, sure. Uh, Rapid Value was uh, founded in uh, 2009 uh, by three founders. Uh, they had the experience of working in uh, consulting companies of uh, Deloitte, uh, IBM, and uh, Infosys. And uh, primarily what they saw was that uh, as the mobile revolution was starting around 2009 with the whole iPhone, the smartphone, and that's what the need and the gap they saw there. And the initial strategy for the initial five years was uh, developing the mobile application or coming up with the mobile uh, strategy for the organization. And that's what happened for five years. And around 2014, uh, when the upswing of the digital and the cloud started uh, coming up, that's where we did a shift from uh, driving mobility to driving digital excellence. And our client base uh, ranges from uh, Fortune 100 companies to uh, startup. Uh, we position ourselves uh, as an agile boutique digital transformation services provider. And uh, currently, we have nearly 450 consultants uh, spread across uh, three continents of Asia, Europe, and uh, North America. And our key differentiator is uh, implementing a cloud-first uh, digital transformation by leveraging the two platforms of uh, AWS um, and Azure. And to just to give you a, a sample of kind of growth we have done in last five years is that when I joined in 2015, we had only one project on the cloud. And now I think nearly 90% of our projects uh, are the cloud in last uh, one year. And uh, we have been working with uh, uh, largest uh, 
insurance provider in taking their underwriting solutions to the cloud. We are working with one of the uh, startup uh, fintech companies uh, in developing their uh, platform on AWS. Uh, we are working with uh, uh, in terms of developing a smart safe solutions uh, on the Azure IoT platform. So in a way, uh, working across uh, the whole spectrum of organization from big to small, and that's what the cloud democratization is. So what are you guys seeing as far as some of the uh, technological issues that are shaping the market coming up in, you know, the end of this year and uh, even go 2020 and even 2021, if you dare? Uh, In terms of uh, technology, I would say uh, uh, more than the issue, I would say the opportunities. uh, And uh, as I was saying in my previous response is that what the cloud has done that it has democratized that the same level of technologies available from Fortune 10, 100,000 companies to startups. The adoption which was there around six to seven years back, which was primarily only on the IAS, now it is across all the business cases. The business cases which was not viable three to four years back is viable now. Uh, the kind of concerns the clients had earlier in terms of adoption is that uh, in terms of security or compliance, uh, they are embracing it. So primarily, whenever I have uh, been having conversation with my clients uh, uh, last three years and also uh, in terms of discussing with them uh, what they are planning for next uh, three to four years, uh, I see that uh, the typically the three or four recurring topics which comes in my uh, conversation is that, uh, hey, Avinash, yes, we do have this large application portfolio, but I'm not going to take to the cloud in a big bang approach. I will need to have a hybrid approach or a multi-cloud approach in the bigger organization because they will be having application portfolios or data centers across cities or across countries. So that is the top challenge they have is that how I can have uh, uh, both uh, run the system and the transform the systems going simultaneously, having this hybrid uh, cloud strategy in the place. So that kind of a challenge which I see, uh, which they are grappling with this, and also the kind of piece which they want to do the transformation, uh, putting the feet on two main tracks. That is number one. Uh, number two is it's always the supply and demand of the resource and the skill set. Uh, if we go on the client side also, they have started embracing clouds in only last three to four years. Now, most of their internal IT staff is more conversant with the old way of doing things that the maintenance and support. Now, they have to wear the innovation hat that is to work in an agile way. And the same is happening on the business demands also. They cannot wait for six months or one year to see the impact of any change happening. So that kind of a governance culture change also they are grappling with. Uh, Last, I would say, is the security and compliance that is always there. Although all the major leading uh, cloud platform, AWS and Azure, they have addressed the security and compliance at uh, different levels, whether it's a network level or the authentication level or even domain specific, uh, uh, whether it's in HIPAA compliance or financial service regulation, uh, all the tools are there, but ultimately it's boils down to that, whether the individuals on the services side or the client side, they are conversant with how to use that tools to have that uh, wall of security compliance. 
So those are the broad, uh, I would say, the three challenges, uh, uh, issues, which is always there. So what are some of the downsides you see in companies moving to the cloud? Obviously, there's a tremendous amount of upside, but obviously, I think people can miss fire on the types of workloads that they're moving into the cloud. And, and, and have you seen some mistakes that people can avoid and some advice you can give the listeners on how to avoid those mistakes? Uh, definitely. Uh, I think the, one of the most important uh, key thing is that uh, uh, they should just not jump into the cloud and start, uh, uh, you know, uh, dabbling with it. The key thing is that it always should be boils down from the business objectives and the business goals. It, sh- it should not be the tail driving the head. So that is the few uh, areas or the clients which I've seen is that they are very gung-ho about adopting, but Sometimes uh, they go and do the first POC or the business case. And if it doesn't meet the, the, the outcome or the ROI, then they go slow down. So the key thing is that to take a step back, uh, do an analysis of the business objectives and tactics, and then see that, okay, hey, now all those services which the leading cloud providers are provider, how I can leverage them. Uh, for example, I will give you that we are having a conversation with uh, one of the smart safe providers. Now, they have been in the industry for the last 50 years. Now, they want to come up with a more digital solution because they have been seeing a shift in their client demand. So that is kind of a driving factor they have, is that they want to have a customer satisfaction, customer experience enhancement, and also an alternate way of uh, generating the revenues. So it should always be about uh, business driving the technology strategy. And also another thing, as I was mentioning the previous response is that uh, having the governance and the skill set in the place and also uh, what kind of a partners you have uh, to implement that strategy. So these three factors drive that you're embracing the change, but do you have the right foundation in the place to go on down in that path or not. So what kind of traction do you think the cloud is getting uh, now and will it change in 2020? Ultimately, do you think we'll kind of reach a saturation point where we kind of uh, through the low hanging fruit workloads are able to move into the cloud or we'll start accelerating because we're getting kind of into the groove of things and getting some talent and some, some capabilities in the, uh, uh, in the organization that haven't been there before? Uh, I would say it's only going to accelerate. Uh, the other day itself, I was uh, reading the Gartner report where they had a simple pie chart is that uh, currently the organizations uh, have moved around 30% of the data center to the cloud. And by 2025, uh, there will be only 10% of the data center, which still will be managed by the uh, organization. So that kind of uh, uh, gap, or I will say the opportunity is still out there. And uh, also, uh, as I was saying, that the business cases, which was not viable earlier, they have become viable. To give an example of IoT itself. Now, three years back uh, with, uh, with the IoT platforms uh, come, coming up with the AWS or Azure, uh, they were at the, I will say, the initial stage. But now it has become so much matured now the organizations are actually implementing the solutions. They are not doing the POCs, whether it's a, a manufacturing or the plant-based pumps providers or the turbines or the smart shapes uh, or the cranes. 
they're actually building the enterprise IoT platforms on top of that. And that's where I see it is that the, the cloud is not only about IS, but it's about all the business cases, whether it's an analytics, whether it's a, a simple web application, you want to do a cloud native development, whether you want to do the AI ML, whether you want to do the analytics, uh, all the business cases are there. So my take and belief is that it's only going to accelerate the saturation world. I still don't see in the horizon. <laughs> so what would be the core advice you'd give to the Global 2000 ultimately if they're looking at digital enablement? Should they focus really kind of on the last mile stuff or should they focus on some of the basic enablement stuff such as moving into the cloud? And, and should we start increasing the investment in how we do digital enablement based on what people are spending today, which seems to be on average about 1% of their revenue? Uh, my belief will be that uh, they have to uh, increase the share of the discretionary spend towards the cloud uh, because when, when we see in terms of the digitalization, the, uh, the scope for digitalization can be, uh, again, driven by the business goals is that if they want to increase their customer touch point or the customer experience, then they should be investing on the web or the mobile channel part of it and leveraging the cloud. And if their initial goal is all, is only in the low-hanging cost savings, then they can go for the simple containerization or the IS aspect of it. Uh, if their goal is that coming up uh, with a more uh, the SOA-based or the web services-based across their different organization talents they have, then they can invest it there. So my answer will be that, yes, definitely they have to increase their uh, discretionary spend much more beyond the 1%. But again, it will be driven by that whether they want to invest it more on the customer-facing side or on the invert, the enterprise-facing side. So what's a, what's a typical day in the life of your consultants? What, what kind of problems are they typically working on? Uh, rapid value, uh, our, our core uh, I would say service offering is around the uh, cloud native application development, uh, leveraging the AWS and Azure, uh, all their path services. So as I was giving an example, uh, is that uh, we are working with uh, uh, the smart, uh, so smart safe solution on top of the Azure IoT platform. So our typical day is that uh, uh, when we start a conversation uh, with our client and they say that, hey, this is where we are. We have heard about the cloud and uh, this is where the business we want to go with, how we can leverage the cloud. So I, I do know that the cloud gives you all these possibilities. And here I'm the CTO and this is my engineering team. So can you analyze our current uh, uh, solution and infrastructure and then tell me the gap analysis that I need to take it there, what it needs to be done and how much time or the cost it will take, what kind of a skill set it will take. So that is where the conversation starts. And uh, then what we do is that uh, we analyze their uh, current uh, infrastructure and the technology and start giving them the options. So that is, I will say, uh, in a week, at least I will have a, a conversation of that kind of a depth and a scale. So where can we find more information about Rapid Value Solutions on the web and how can we find uh, find you on the web as well? Uh, definitely. Uh, so for Rapid Value, our website uh, has all the information about our services. There's a lot of uh, details and the blogs and articles in the cloud. So our URL is www.rapidvaluesolutions.com. 
And uh, for me, uh, LinkedIn is where I'm most active. Well, great. I mean, this was a great conversation. I hope people check out uh, your services and check out and check out yourself on the web. Uh, as we are starting to digital enable everything and moving into the cloud, it's helpful having smart people to leverage and smart people to work with. Anyway, please pick up a copy of my book, Cloud Computing and Soil Convergence, available on Amazon and all places books are sold. Also, make sure to follow me on Twitter at David Linthicum, L-I-N-T-H-I-C-U-M, as well as LinkedIn, where I have several cloud computing courses on LinkedIn Learning. So anyway, I wanted to thank, uh, thank our guests and thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you again. Take care. If you enjoyed this episode of Voices in Cloud, please check out the other ones. Removing hybrid and multi-cloud complexity is the focus of a report that David wrote for GigaOM Research. To find out more about taking IT to the next level, download the single report or subscribe to GigaOM Research for future forward advice on data-driven technologies, operations, and business strategies.